0: Oh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't
1: seen this movie? <laughs> and we're rolling! Welcome back, guys. I'm Welcome Ben Farmer, back. and I am a cinephile.
0: I- carver i'm a cine newbie and we watch all kinds of movies new and old
1: so you don't have to you
0: you 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 don't have to you can listen to us if you want to watch it you can
1: decide whether you should watch them too <laughs> there it is
0: we're workshopping a oh, jingle yeah
1: we're it's uh,
0: this it's is, in uh, the early stages yeah this is <laughs> we might need a page one rewrite right for well, that we need to
1: hire somebody yes. to write it for us Welcome back to So I Married a Cinephile, guys. Uh, the last of our blockbuster summer movie yes. uh, chapter, I suppose. Good
0: chapter. And
1: we're taking it back. Lots well, of really, almost twenty years. That's
0: a really good movie. We've had
1: some good ones. Yeah.
0: So the
1: Con Air, Terminator 2, Speed,
0: Speed, uh, it was one of Alien, them, wasn't it?
1: and Alien. Yeah. Well, Alien wasn't really part of the summer block. Oh, I mean, it, was, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, right. it was.
0: It was just a sci-fi because it, it was, came out around... Yeah. yeah.
1: It was 40 years ago. though. Yeah. You know?
0: And the one that we picked is relative because it's the beginning of something that's ending. Yes. So we'll get to that. Yes,
1: we will. We'll dive into all the minutiae of this movie. Uh, uh, Have we announced what we've watched yet? (laughs) No, we
0: didn't talk about it yet. I gave one teaser on the Facebook Insta as to what we were possibly watching. I did see that. Uh, But uh, no, we have not officially said yet, so.
1: Excellent.
0: But, but, oh, budge, that was I'm extremely
1: uh, excited.
0: That was a bit extra. (laughs) <laughs> what you just
1: did. <laughs> this whole movie was this, a little extra. This whole movie was this a bit was extra. A bit.
0: How are you, Ben? I am
1: well. I get to, I have the opportunity and the privilege to close out my Shakespeare in the Park production of Antony and Cleopatra today, which you will be in attendance for. I
0: shall, as well as many of your Row House family.
1: We, yes, uh, we're gonna party hardy afterwards and then we fly to Oregon tomorrow afternoon, so mm. we we actually have a lot to do.
0: We do. We
1: just haven't done a whole lot of it yet. No, we
0: haven't. <laughs> we've been like, not procrastinating because we've been doing things. Yeah. Like, it's not like we're just sitting around with our thumbs in our butt. We're doing stuff. I mean, but we kind of are just, this morning a little bit. I, well, we made pancakes. We
1: slept in until 6.30. I you know.
0: Uh, no. We slept <laughs> in until 6.30. What a luxury.
1: Because Rocket For was you, just like, okay, I'm ready to go outside now.
0: Yeah. He was um, ready to go outside at 2.45. Yes, from what us I heard. He up really, really early.
1: So, yeah, I get to close my Shakespeare show. We get to take a wonderful eight to nine day vacation. Um, don't have to go back to work until a week from Wednesday.
0: What is one memorable moment of your show?
1: Of my show? Yes.
0: It can be funny. It can be weird. It can be sad. When my
1: voice cracks.
0: Your voice cracks?
1: You have not been around to hear it. No. But there are moments when I do so much shouting in this play, and it's not that my my throat hurts, it's just fatigue. Right. So there are certain words that I have to lift, that I have to throw to heaven. Yeah. Because in Shakespeare, you're talking to either the other person, yourself, or God, and I right. throw a bunch of lines to God in this show. I see. And there are times, or performances, are you settling in over there.
0: Rocket is nesting into his little dog bed and he's scratching he just and hasn't, scruffing. He it.
1: hasn't had his dog bed out in a while so I think he's rediscovering it in yes, a way.
0: Yes, it's a whole new world.
1: It's like re-meeting a former lover. <laughs> And you're just feeling each other out a little bit.
0: Wait, what? 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 Are we meeting them at? Are we meeting at a coffee shop? Or are we just going right <laughs> into it? We're going sex right yet? into it, man. You see okay. each other on the street, and you're and like, "All right, well, let's do it's this." It's just music
1: and All right, feelings. It's just music, and then just scratching each other out. Uh,
0: okay, so your voice cracks. Yes,
1: there are times when my voice cracks, and there are people off stage who hear it. And then when I come off stage, they give me a lot of shit about it. As it turns out, so I talk a lot like, in this show.
0: Is it like Romans?
1: Um, I have this line where I say, "Let's mock the midnight." Bell, where I'm I'm I come off of this huge emotional tirade, I break this guy's arm, I berate Cleopatra, and then I like sort of recover myself, and then I'm like, fuck it, let's throw a party before we go to war with Caesar. And I have this line where I say, Let's mock the midnight bell. And there was a performance not only last week, but the week before, where I went I I cracked on different words. Oh. So week two is Let's Mock the Midnight Bell! <laughs> This week, it was, let's mock the Midnight Bell. And people are on stage just trying to hold their shit together. I'm like, fuck you guys, man. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't happen today, because you're going to laugh like that.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> the Delacorte uh,
1: Theater, the public theater, uh, Shakespeare in the puberty Park.
0: Puberty is finally hitting.
1: <laughs> That's what Nate said. 35. He's like, and Mark Antony hits puberty. <laughs>
0: give you shit there are just some too. days where
1: I have where I'm on my center pitch where I'm like lower register yeah. higher register yeah. depending on the day depending on my allergies but of course those, are, those will be fun welcome memories that I'm sure no one will ever let me forget yeah either, So. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah or when Emily hits the wrong operative word
0: right yeah sure
1: which is fun but yeah it's it's a good time it's a bloody show it's a great group of people a lot of new friends um, yeah I'll miss it but I'm excited to go spend some time at the beach yes. with you guys it's gonna be great yes we're traveling 3,000 miles to go to the beach, but still. I know.
0: It's... We could just take an hour to go to Rockaway Beach. <laughs> we could beach, go to Rockaway Beach. But I don't want to go to Rockaway, go to beach. Rockaway I beach. beach. I want to go to Pacific <laughs> yeah. City.
1: I want to go to the familiar beach. Right. That's 67 degrees and amazing. Uh,
0: how, how are you? I'm good. I uh, Work has been crazy, yes. but good. Um, I've launched a couple of really cool websites that I'm so fucking stoked for. <laughs> These people have had like... I mean, it's their internet presence, but it's not an internet presence like, hi, I'm Jodi. It's like, this is their business. This is their passion. A a couple of people, this is a nonprofit. They're trying to help others. And to know that I was a small part of making that further um, in its journey is, is really a cool thing. And then also too we're doing casting for the short that I wrote that we're producing at Adventurous Films. Yes. And we got a submission today that I'm like you are exactly it's who a I good thought one. of. It's a goodie. When I wrote this part, I this, mean this, this person I don't want to give any anything yeah. away but this person just fucking nailed it. And like I even in seeing this person's self-tape yeah. it gave me ideas for when I want to self-tape. Yeah, like that's they great. fucking rocked yeah. it. So uh, I'm really excited for that. We start campaigning for that uh, in August. We're training up team members starting today. Jesus. (laughs) God. (laughs) I have to say, like, being an actor is wonderful. Being a writer is wonderful. Being a producer is wonderful. Amy Poehler said it's so great in her book, Yes Please. All of them are so great in their own right. Yeah. Because all of them, like, have their perks and cons to them but being a writer and producer is probably one of the most mentally exhausting things I think I'll ever have to do I can imagine uh, and I know it's not the last time I'll do it so it's just getting used to it um, yeah. but yeah things are good and I'm excited for us to be going to the coast and seeing family and just spending time on one job as well as my family and friends versus two jobs yeah. plus my family and,
1: and friends. getting out of New York for 10 days oh my god I can't
0: remember when was the last time I was out of New York
1: whoa well, when you were doing Oregon Children's Theater I think
0: yeah. yeah. So it's has You were been gone for months. A year. Literally two
1: months. Yeah. Just me and Rocket. Oh, jeez. Two months. That was rough. A lot of pizza.
0: No, Rocket came with me. Oh. So it was just you? It was just
1: me. Why didn't I think were Rocket just was here? here? No, I was by myself. Yeah. You oh, were God. Just
0: alone. Oh, that was for two awful. two months. Yeah. You were like, well, I think you said it was like for the first, first five days. For few like, days, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Solo. Suck it. Bachelor life. And then <laughs> you're like, okay. Okay.
1: I'm I miss really, my dog and my wife. I'm
0: really alone. In that
1: order. I've, can we get this
0: the pizza delivery guy has asked me are you okay a couple times now and it's only been a week I asked the
1: pizza guy to like come on in <laughs> hang out maybe spend the night do you
0: want to have a slice have
1: just, <laughs> just watch the Mystery <laughs> Science Theater
0: 3000 with me
1: wear my wife's clothing maybe <laughs> <laughs> put this on
0: <laughs> nag at me about the dishes <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ all right, Speaking yeah.
1: of heavy emotional material. Nice! Thank you. That's we good. watched... It's me. Prove it. You're a dick. Okay.
0: X-Men!
1: X-Men! The 2000 X-Men. The first X-Men film. The very film. first X-Men. And I like that we did this movie now because...
0: Dark Phoenix. This year,
1: Dark Phoenix, well, this last month, really, Dark Phoenix came out, which is essentially the end of a 19-year sort of block of X-Men movies that 20th Century Fox has produced. Yeah. Marvel slash Disney purchased most of the 20th Century Fox properties. So now Disney Marvel owns the X-Men property.
0: Can you imagine Disney doing Deadpool? I don't (sighs) know how that's going to- Disney owns Deadpool I know. That's the most bizarre thing.
1: It's weird. I hope they'll keep the Rated R going. If
0: they don't, I'll be furious. I have a
1: lot of opinions. You're, we're going to get real deep into a lot of the X-Men 19 years. Well, right, because uh, you and I both years are, of, very of,
0: are very much, you more so because you've been into this very for Very much longer, so, a long
1: time. We're but talking. I
0: am very passionate we are about it. We're talking
1: years' worth of trading cards. Yes. Boxes of action figures. Right. The X-Men animated series, this which came out when I was nine years old. This is just a
0: franchise. This is your childhood. This movie
1: came out when I was, I, I was... Fifteen going on sixteen. Oh, fourteen. Yeah. So it, when it came out, it was a seminal event. Like it. Right. It, I had waited so long for this movie to come out. For the most part, I was not disappointed. But this was back when superhero movies didn't really know what they what were. What yet. the fuck they were yeah. yet. Spider Man hadn't even come out yet. The right. first Tobey Maguire Spider Man came out two years after this. Right. The only movie that came out before this. Was Blade with Blade, right. w- with well, Wesley Snipes. There
0: were that was the one that most recently came out before. Correct. And that was the one that actually took a chance because it was a rated R yeah, movie. Yeah, a
1: rated R yes. Marvel movie based and on a Marvel property. Right. Before having that, vampires.
0: it was a couple of other things. There were plenty of other superhero movies. But the most recent one was Blade. Yes. Which came out two years before Which this. made a
1: good amount of money and it was like, oh, maybe comic books do have a life of their own now. Because... The movies that had been done before this were DC franchises. You think of like the four Superman movies. Yeah. There were four Batman movies. Yep. All of them ended in terrible, terrible reviews. Yep. Um you ended Superman a quest for peace, which was an awful movie i haven't seen it you don't actually maybe we should okay just to
0: make me mad (laughs) horrible
1: and then the batman franchise if you call it that ended with batman and robin directed by joel schumacher i did which was a throwback to the 1960s tv show that was rough it was it was for kids i don't even know if it was for kids though it wasn't really for anybody it was awful but it essentially killed comic book movies until blade came along yeah the way x-men is unique though Is that it's a team of superheroes, not just Blade, not just one person. Right. But you're dealing with an entire ensemble. And yet, just
0: to really round things out, they ended the X-Men franchise with a piece of garbage. Yes. Just to really make sure that they ended everything the same as everything else. Telling the Dark
1: Phoenix story for the second time and still fucking it up. And still fucking fucking it up. up. All right, but let's. I digress. All right. Let's go back into the plot per IMDb. This is not not a long one, but. In a world where mutants, parentheses, evolved, superpowered humans, exist and are discriminated against, uh-huh. two groups form for an inevitable clash, the Supremacist Brotherhood and the Pacifist X-Men. Who the fuck wrote this? The Pacifist X-Men?
0: Who are we? Are there commies? What are, what's happening? X-Men aren't
1: pacifists. Now you have to throw in like Walter quotes from The Big Lebowski here. <laughs> um, in a, okay, let's, let's fucking do this one. In a world where both mutants and humans <laughs> fear each other, Marie, better known as Rogue, runs away from home and hitches a ride with another mutant, okay. Logan, a.k.a. Wolverine. Charles Xavier, who owns a school for gifted mutants, sends... Stu- Alright, this is fucking That's bullshit. That's so ridiculous. This is stupid. Alright, All right, long story short, I'm gonna give it to you right now. Basically. Basically. Here we go. Thanks, Megan. Basically. <laughs> you have mutants. You have humans. Mutants are discriminated against by humans because, mu- because humans feel like they don't have a place in the world anymore. There is one group of mutants that feels like we have to go to war with humanity. There's another group that feels like we have to preserve our relationship with humanity and work together. These two groups clash. You have the X-Men versus the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Bam.
0: Done. There you
1: go. That's that was, easy. That, that was even Could a little bit more complicated. you
0: submit that to Whoever wrote these, are, it's
1: a li- these are a little long-winded. This, yes. is, this is a little much.
0: silly. Anyways, yes, that's yes. what it is. Anyway, so... X-Men, directed
1: by Brian Singer. Yeah. Starring, I don't even know if I can give him top billing because no. this is the first one. Patrick Stewart? Yeah. Pa- Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. 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 As Charles Xavier, Sir Ian McKellen as Magneto Eric Lyncher, uh-huh. Famica Jansen, James Marsden introducing US audiences to Hugh Jackman ah! as Wolverine. Right. It, the career defining role. I he was
0: 31 you said years old. You were so mad when you saw that so casting come I, out. I
1: I remember where I was when I heard it. I was <laughs> in my my parents Forget living room. Forget about
0: 9/11. Russell, I remember when I heard
1: Russell Crowe was supposed to play Wolverine. I remember
0: you told me that.
1: And he 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 uh, he didn't do the movie to do some movie called Tree of Life, like post Gladiator.
0: Okay, well we need to see that
1: with Meg Ryan, of course. And so he he backs out of the role, opens it up to Hugh Jackman, who just got done with the London run of Oklahoma.
0: Oh, This is so he good. He was
1: 31 years old when he was cast as Wolverine. Ah, oh! because he just turned he just turned 50 He's earlier a baby. this year, and he comes on screen, and you're like, oh my god. Everyone is twenty years younger. Yeah. it's so weird because this franchise has been going Although, on for twenty like, years.
0: Although, like Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart, just no, look really. the same. They have yeah. aged the most <laughs> gracefully of any person I've ever seen. I would I say Patrick Stewart seen. more than Ian McKellen. They've aged so gracefully. Yes,
1: Ian McKellen's ears just keep getting bigger. They, and bigger yeah, and bigger. before
0: you know it, they're just gonna flop exactly. over the side like a basset hound.
1: <laughs> so yeah, this was Hugh Jackman's introduction to U.S. audiences, and I heard that this seven foot five Australian actor was being cast as Wolverine, which Wolverine like is this supposed to be a five foot. Seven squat kind of ball Hedgehog of muscle animalistic with a vengeance. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of this short berserker nut job who's who's like the the stray dog that they bring in out of the cold yeah. and they try to like rehabilitate him essentially. Right. He did a great job. And yeah. again, like this is the role that ended up defining what is now his career off Broadway. What I was it nineteen say. years? Nineteen years. playing yeah. this role. Yeah. 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 Playing playing this one role. A lot going on. Yeah. I should preface this by giving a little bit of history on the X-Men real quick.
0: Uh, Let's see. You know what? Let's time you. Okay. Let's make it a minute. Okay. Okay. The History of X-Men in a Minute by Benjamin Farmer. Go.
1: The X-Men were created by Marvel Comics, specifically by Stan Lee and I believe Jack Kirby in 1964. The X-Men were birthed out of the Civil Rights Movement happening in the United States. You have this group of people who are being discriminated against because they are different, and no other reason for that. So you have this eternal battle between mutants and humans. Can one group accept the other because one group feels not only alienated, but they feel like mutants are going to overtake the world, and humanity is going to be done for. Charles Xavier, the founder of the X-Men, doesn't doesn't feel that way. He wants to work together with humanity because he feels like we can use our powers for the benefit of mankind. Magneto, however, the bad guy, best friends with Charles Xavier, sees it differently. He thinks humans are going to destroy mutants, put them in concentration camps like the concentration camp he grew up in, and and exterminate all of them. Now you have a clash between the X-Men and Magneto's brotherhood.
0: Nice! Three seconds to and that's, spare! Again, that's
1: basically the premise of the movie. Like, yeah. And they set it up. And and I think the setup of this movie, the the first 15 minutes are really great. Because you get these introductions to...
0: I disagree. Really? Oh, yeah.
1: You get the voiceover from Patrick Stewart explaining a little bit about evolution. You get introduced to your characters. You get introduced... You, so- you open this movie in 1944 Poland.
0: Right. <laughs> I get during that. the I holocaust just, me, which was a really bold for choice for me at least and this is something that's overall for somebody again Cine Newbie somebody who if I had seen this movie and oh. I had not watched any or knew anything about X-Men before seeing this if I was dating my 15 year old boyfriend and he was like hey I want to take you to see X-Men I'd be like okay And then I would go and I wouldn't have known what was happening yeah, because they jumped around so much and almost all of it was a nod to X-Men fans. For the layman, for a person who hadn't been into that world and didn't know anything about it, that would have been a very confusing introduction. It
1: almost felt like X-Men year one because you have these, especially during the battle scenes...
0: It's just all over it's the all place. It's all over the place. It's, it's all over the place. And, and the X-Men are actually getting their see, ass kicked for the most right, part. Right, it's interesting to see how far they've come since yes. this first introduction.
1: X2 is a completely different movie. And
0: that's the first X-Men movie I watched. Oh, okay. That was the one that introduced me into X-Men, and gotcha. I actually got really psyched up because of that. I'm well, really X2 glad.
1: still the best in the franchise. I'm
0: really glad that's the one that I watched first, because if I had watched this one, I would. I don't think I would have been as interested. It's the
1: Empire Strikes Back of the franchise. This one is That's a great way of putting it. Is admittedly a little bit of a mess, yes. and I always compare it to like the first season of of any sitcom. If yeah. you watch, if this you watch Parks and Rec or The Parks Office, they're still one. trying to figure out the dynamics. Yes, they're still trying to figure out which character to lead with, who, what dynamic does Cyclops play with the rest of the team? Right. Why is Storm useless and why is Halle Berry doing an accent? Their
0: quip game is so sad. It's really it's bad. It's really, one. really fucking it's bad rough. In this one. And it's like they're ones where like they clearly have. It's like this is a quip, and they leave yeah. g- like a space afterwards, a breath afterwards, where they're like the audience is gonna laugh, and I'm like, that was funny.
1: Interestingly enough, the guy who helped write this, and I don't, I'm sure you'll get this reference, but. The Metal Gear Solid games that I play. Yes. The guy who does the voice of Solid Snake. Okay. David Hayter yes. helped write this script. Interesting. Interestingly enough. Huh. Yeah. Um it, the, Come the story on, David. was by uh, the story was by Tom DeSanto and Brian Singer, but David Hayter was the only writer of the screenplay. Huh. And maybe it's because he'd been used to doing those kinds of scripts in these Japanese-based video games—that the maybe the 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 quips and the puns and the and the insults aren't as like sharp as they are now. Just if you a if more you watch simplistic. an Avengers movie, oh my god! Just having Robert Downey quips Jr. Aplenty. and Tom Hiddleston in oh the same god. cast, I, are just I, like maybe
0: that's what I'm used to at right. this point because that's how far it's evolved. Right
1: now, now we have a cinematic universe. Right. Where superhero movies are now tentpole franchises. Yeah. When X Men came out, they, they they didn't know that that it was going to be a sequel. They didn't know how well it was going to do at the box office. No. So so you can just you can kind of take it as a standalone movie. I'm like, okay, this is how Bryan Singer would direct X Men. Yeah, in this sort of sleek millennium 2000 look.
0: So let's go through the plot real quick because yeah. so, this is something that I think we're already, because we already have a lot of thoughts and yeah, feelings yeah, 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 yeah. about this, but let's let's dig into the plot. It's, so to start out.
1: To start out, we get this great narration by Charles Xavier giving a little bit of detail on evolution, about how mutation is the key to our evolution, but every few hundred millennia, it leaps forward. You have mm-hmm. humanity in this case, but now mutation has leapt forward and created Something. mutants, the yeah. mutant X gene. Mm-hmm. And now we start to see the the birth of mutant kind essentially, mm-hmm. even though they've always been around. Well. and then th- those are a couple of references that we can go back to later. But now you have mutants finally coming to the forefront, showing up in public. Sure. you know, they now have lists of mutants of like, okay, these are lists of identified mutants and there are senators who want them to register.
0: Now, before we get to that scene, though, we jump to a concentration camp, which introduces us to Magneto, Magneto. and then we jump from that over to a sweet little home in Mississippi or some shit of Rogue, and then she kisses a kid and he gets into a coma, and And then we we jump over to no, we Don't go we? go to we go to the conference.
1: Oh, we go to the conference and then we go to Wolverine. And then
0: we go to Wolverine. Okay. That's what okay. I'm talking about. Like we're not even like five minutes into the movie and we've already jumped to four different places. Right. We're trying it's to establish individual
1: characters but also the overall premise. Right.
0: So then we jump over to uh Wolverine, and what's basically happened at this point is is that Rogue has kissed a guy, she liked it, but he went into a coma, <laughs> so she flees the scene of the crime. And I don't know why she knew to go to this place. That's the thing. She goes to this place up in Canukanook, Canada. Stop. Well let me Time finish off. though. Okay. She goes up to Canukanook, Canada to see uh, Logan fighting cage people fight. in right. a cage fight right. where he's clearly winning all this money because he will slay anybody that comes into the ring. Correct. So, because he has superpowers. Yes. Uh, so, what was your timeout?
1: We open up Rogue's scene with her going up over her road trip post high school, pre college. She ends up in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh huh. So, she more or less, I'm not saying she goes Holiday Road you know, National Lampoon, Silent Starts taking a road trip after she puts her boyfriend in a coma but she ends up in Canada because she's trying to get to Anchorage.
0: I did not get that at okay, all. Okay, you just I thought that. She just, you that no, no, I thought she somehow knew that Wolverine was there because, and she was going to and find And because
1: him. movie has to happen, these two end up in the same place. Right. These two misfits end up finding each other because Rogue sort of ends up saving Logan's life. Yeah,
0: it's a bar fight. It's she's like, bar look out. Fight. And then she hops into the back of yeah. his RV He or gets something.
1: into a fight with these two guys, pulls out out his claws, almost kills them, and they're like, oh, you are a mutant. Get the fuck out of my bar. So he kicks rocks. She gets into the back of his camper, hitches a ride. He finds her. The two of them end up bonding, and then they're attacked. Then
0: they're attacked, and I don't understand how Sabretooth found them. Like That's another thing, too, where it was unclear. I didn't realize why that was happening. So this guy comes out. Paul Bunyan... Mixed Saber with a vampire. Jumps out of the woods. Jumps out of the woods. Because Magneto
1: has been tracking either Rogue or Wolverine. We just don't know who. Oh, we just don't know which I one also of those. did
0: not get that. We
1: don't get that until we like also, three quarters of the way. Earlier in the movie.
0: we had jumped over to Magneto. Right. Wasn't that oh my gosh. Yeah. So so that happened too. So
1: Sabretooth attacks Wolverine and Rogue, but the X-Men have been tracking Sabretooth. So right. Storm and Cyclops show up, save the day, save Wolverine and Rogue.
0: Corny Collins and Catwoman pull them out of a raging fire. Yes. Corny, a raging
1: RV fire. Corny Collins and Catwoman save Curly and Sookie. And Sookie, <laughs> from this propane fire in the back of the camper, they take them back to Westchester, New York, to Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters.
0: Is that does that exist by the West way? Westchester? If no, I would love it if West somebody Chester's actually. Real. I know Westchester's real. <laughs> God, no! I wonder if somebody in Westchester, New York, has created an Xavier School for Youngsters. I sure If they hope haven't, so. that would be a fucking brilliant I sure idea. So. That would be I don't sign. think they have, but and I there would are people love that.
1: there who think that they're. But then,
0: a- so they go over to the Xavier School for Gifted Youngsters. And then they Xavier explains to Logan who's still kind of freaked the fuck yeah, out. He as wakes to up, what doesn't know
1: where the fuck he is. No. People putting shit in his veins and right. he's like what the PTSD fuck am I? PTSD from, from his when... Weapon X program right. and all that. But we don't really know so,
0: that. So, and then Xavier explains to him this is who we are, this is where you are, this is what we do. And it almost felt like a a like remember in the office when they were explaining Saber?
1: Yes. It felt what like Christian Slater shows up? It felt
0: like that kind of an introduction. It was like, "Hi, so, you ever you're at Xavier's a school of gifted youngsters. You probably have a lot of questions. That's the way that his explanation <laughs> uh, was. Slater, and all of a sudden, it just went back into the movie. It was so bizarre. It gives this
1: quick two-minute intro about why Xavier does what he does, right. who Magneto is, and why Xavier felt the need to not only open the school, but also to create the X-Men. Because yes. He has, the, he has these few lines where he says... There are very powerful mutants in the world. Not all of them appreciate the preservation of human life like I do. Right. And if no one is equipped to oppose them, humans could be fucking dead. Right. So this is why I formed this team to counterbalance Magneto. And And too,
0: like knowing all the history now about uh, Xavier and Magneto, and knowing their bond before all of this happened, after all of it happens, and then going back and seeing his little quick description of who Magneto is and why he's a bad guy in like literally thirty seconds or less. It's just like, oh, there's so much to unpack there. Yeah, yeah. But you can Which they do later they on. They do in all the, different the movies, yeah, but right, I was yeah. just like, oh, there's so but much. Even that to
1: doesn't unpack. really need a whole lot of unpacking, and that no, uh, the, I mean, the current movies they take they still take four movies to like give Xavier and Magneto this dynamic. And you can we're tell like, that we like, we It's
0: almost this like it's not like brotherhood, but there's just this deep connection they between are, them. There's yeah. so much history between them, they respect so, one another, yeah, even though they're enemies. And Xavier can
1: see and, and totally knows why Magneto feels that way. Like, right. dude, I see your parents were killed in a concentration camp, right? You were experimented on. You know, you just discovered your powers in fucking Nazi Germany. Exactly. You know? so, so while
0: all this is happening over at Xavier School, over on the other side of Magneto Town, uh, they've captured this politician who is against mutants. Yes, he
1: wants them to register. He
0: wants them all to be registered to to show who they are, what so they can, they can do, be identified. Where they are? Because that's a that's legal. Just, that's a thing. That's we're human we're right rights. In a that totally we makes sense. Fighting. Yes, we are. Hashtag. Anything. Anything. Uh, <laughs> so they capture him and then they actually have created this device that turns people into mutants. Yes. They don't realize that there's a couple of kinks in it. Yeah. And the body actually rejects that mutation. Yeah. It's
1: an abnormal mutation. Right. It pulls it pulls the mu- the the radiation out of a mutant, infects the human. Turns them into a mutant, but in an unnatural way. Right, where their, their body and their cells starts start to. start rejecting
0: yeah. it. Yeah, and I love, though, too, the way that they did that in terms of the body rejecting is it. not like your body exploding, yeah. but literally his body melted away into, into nothing but water, which I'm like, our body is made of yeah, water. Essentially,
1: that yeah. totally makes sense. It breaks down. I was like,
0: that's a brilliant way of doing yeah. it. I loved Spoiler, that. Spoilers,
1: Senator Kelly dies.
0: Senator Kelly dies. <laughs> it's fine. He's fine.
1: They turn him into a fish man. So they
0: turn him into a fish man. He he runs away. uh, Swims away. Swims away from where he was kept captive. Yes. Uh, And then we find out that Magneto wants to use Rogue to be able to power this thing because he can't do it on his own for a sustained amount of time.
1: Right. It almost killed Magneto when it happened. Right. So he needs to put his power into Rogue so that she can power the machine. He's gonna kill her, essentially. Right. But his overall goal is to mutate all of the leaders of the world at a very convenient UN summit happening on Ellis Island.
0: Cause that happens. Cause that happens. I don't, I don't know about you. Cause comic book movies. 27 summits because, happen a year because on because Ellis Island. Because high stakes Island. comic book movies. Oh, it's a it's mess of traffic.
1: And so now they're trying to figure out how to stop him, right. essentially. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, now you have, you have Wolverine sort of like quasi-buying into the whole idea of the X-Men. Which,
0: that was another thing, too, that he snapped really quickly from, like, I don't trust you fuckers, stay away from me, to, hey, we're here to help you. Well, his
1: goal is to save Rogue. That's really all, because he he promised to protect her. And now he feels like he has to fulfill that. He's going to suit up with these guys. He's going to make fun of the uniforms. Right. He's going to be like, you guys actually fucking go outside in these things. Right. He's talking shit to Cyclops because he can't fly the Blackbird properly. Right. All this kind of stuff. So Wolverine is still kind, he's, he's a member of the team and Cyclops is like, wait, he's fucking going with us? No, he's a, this guy is a,
0: which Cyclops is like goody boy. He's yeah. like the right hand uh, man.
1: Uh, James Morrison's fucking great as he Cyclops is. because that is exactly how Cyclops should be. Sure. He is a leader. He is no bullshit. He's like, I go by what Xavier tells me. I'm not letting Logan on this mission because he's a danger to us and to people around him. Sure. He almost killed Rogue. Sure. He has no respect for authority, blah, blah, blah.
0: Now, just to add in, too, the reason why all of a sudden shit goes off the rails is because Quick uh, Mystique infiltrates into Xavier's school for youngsters. Yes. Looks like this hot guy. <laughs> ice dude. Ice what's, Man. Ice, is it Iceman? Yeah, it's Iceman. Bobby oh, Drake, my. yeah. Uh, from... From Top Gun?
1: Yes. Okay. Val Kilmer. So Val
0: Kilmer (laughs) infiltrates Xavier School for Youngsters and tells Rogue, after she had, like, potentially hurt a mutant by touching him... Tells him, to her like, you're a danger. Yeah. You need to get kids out of here. Hate you. We all hate you. You need to leave. You're like, different. Typical high school bullshit. Yeah. So she believes it and tries to run away. Wolverine goes after her. Magneto realizes that both of them are in the same place, and he sends out his mutants to go and get them back. Yes. So then we have Rogue being captured. And we gotta go get Rogue back because we realize, oh fuck, he's trying to turn everybody into mutants. He doesn't realize, Magneto doesn't realize that this radiation actually turns them into mutants. But then they explode into a water balloon.
1: Magneto finds out literally right before. Yes. Where Jean is like Senator Kelly is dead. Yes. All these people are gonna die. Your plan's not gonna fucking work. But he goes through with it anyway. Yes. Like he's just like.
0: There was one moment too you. when the police showed up to stop Magneto. Uh-huh. And he said, "Put your hands above your head." I literally went, "Oh!" Because uh, he lifted up two police cars. Like I'm like, "That's the shit that we're used to. Yeah, that's the shit that we see all the but fucking again, time." But again, like
1: now you look at this movie, and it is like quaint.
0: It is! There is
1: so much because there's CGI in this movie but it's super like Some
0: of it does not hold up. It does not hold up at all. Like Like, a lot of the the CGI is like
1: the guns levitating in front of their faces and the healing stuff and the healing stuff Because Avengers Endgame came out this year we have been so bombarded by these CGI movies now and not to say that it's necessarily a bad thing because how else would you tell the story? No and a lot of the special
0: effects too that I noticed I'm like a lot of this stuff again just throwing back to Alien was practical Practical. Yeah, And that's insanity knowing that some of this stuff could not be done by CGI yet. Right. So they had to do it practical. Plus it's the first
1: X-Men movie and their budget wasn't as no, big. No, they didn't you know? they were they like they didn't have a billion dollar a chance. budget. Yeah. No. Disney didn't own the property, so not they were yet. this was just like a standalone Comic book team movie.
0: Right. So, so. they basically
1: oh, there it is.
0: I literally I went back and listened to some of the first ones that we did, and mm-hmm. I say it a lot that it's lot. this pad. It's Super, this podcast. It's this podcast. And then it's I turn me. into Minnesota. Oh <laughs> well,
1: you betcha. Oh you, you betcha, are.
0: yeah. Uh-huh. Mall of America doesn't have a
1: parking lot of America.
0: Uh, so and then to make a very important point, uh, Storm has the most fucking ridiculous accent. And then it never shows yep. up. It doesn't show again. up in
1: any other movie. Is I she, feel like they are like, I not what Denmark, it is. Is, it, is
0: she like South Africa? She's
1: African. from Nairobi.
0: She's okay.
1: Aurora Monroe is from Nairobi, and so they wanted to be true to the comics and give her this Nairobian accent. I feel like they should
0: have leaned into it.
1: Awful, yeah. You feel like she's still trying to work it out. Yeah, they should it's have. It's like given she decided on the day of, of, of "I'm going to do this accent," and then they come back for the rest of these X Men movies, and they're and like, gone. don't do the fucking."
0: Accent. I, 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 I would have liked stuff. it. I think it would have been really. Interesting, it would have been really great, but it need to be
1: done. Even in the animated better. series, she doesn't. She has a little bit of an accent, but she also has this like goddess of the of the elements right, voice right almost like a where Valkyrie like, Halle Berry's like at, at least uh, i have chosen a side d- and i'm like Salt <gasps> satlak like city i'm like get the fuck out of here with that goddamn accent <laughs> it sounds like you decided to do it on the day <laughs> And they were like, oh, oh fuck, she can't So do
0: it, to wrap things up, I mean. They
1: stop the Brotherhood. They rescue Rogue. Uh, Logan kind of buys into it. I still not understand,
0: too, like the fight between Wolverine and Mystique. There was one part where he just literally stabs her right in the stomach. Mm-hmm. But then she's fine. And she
1: survives because she also, there's I think there's a part of her that absorbs their powers as well. I'm not completely sure if, if if that's true, but if that's true, that means she was able to heal.
0: This is just from my own study that I've done for Deadpool. I know that that's true for Copycat, where not only does she is able to copy their mannerisms and their powers but she's right. also able to copy their thoughts and their feelings right. so that would translate well with everything else that comes in when people are taking people's powers mimicking other things they tend to mimic their emotions and abilities as well so that works for the universe right. that is literally about the nerdiest I think I've ever <laughs> been when it comes to talking about uh, i reached a whole new level uh, someone get broken me through. someone get me a button that is like <laughs> Deep Tracks only Marvel reference I feel very very proud of that so in
1: exchange xavier gives logan some clues to his past he says hey there's this abandoned military base at alkali lake go check you may find some answers yeah you know and so logan kicks rocks and and he gives rogue his dog tags and says i'll be back i'll come back for these but Mm -hmm. i have to go i have to go find some answers right so it ends up with wolverine being the main character which which wasn't always the case, but Wolverine has always been a standout character yeah. from the X-Men. It was
0: almost like the movie was a narrative around Wolverine yeah. to a degree, but it wasn't about Wolverine. It was it's b- it, Stuff was yeah. happening, and he was a catalyst for things happening. He was a big part of the plot, but it wasn't about him. Right,
1: but they, they ended up going with him being being the hero with the, the biggest arc, the biggest yes. journey of buying into this team, Him and kind of
0: uh, and uh, fucking uh, Phoenix, what's her name? And Jean, Jean Grey. Jean Grey.
1: Yeah, and you get which, subtle little hints, which I didn't really pick up on, and I don't know if they did this on purpose, but she's wearing red when we first see her. Yeah. And I'm like, were they always intending to go towards the Phoenix saga? Because they give these little hints of how they color her her, I mean, her hair, of course, is red, but like, yeah. you, she, you see She's her in a full red dress. An, yeah, right. Yeah, and so I'm, I was like, red. oh, I wonder if they always thought of, like, back of the mind, oh, maybe we could do the Phoenix Saga.
0: Either way, um, I, I have yet, like, it sucks because I feel like it's such an interesting character to have somebody that yes. has all of these different powers but struggles with how to utilize them and it feels confused and conflicted because not only are they dealing with all of these amazing powers, but also two these powers are potentially deadly. But in Jean
1: Grade's case, like, he, her, her, her powers could. Destroy Uh, the universe. Like Like, it's literally.
0: It's not just like oh, I'm. And that's why the Phoenix is attracted
1: to her because of her great mutant ability that Xavier. Wait, Phoenix is a different person. Phoenix is a cosmic entity that inhabits Jean Grey.
0: Oh. I thought that it was just like a rebrand.
1: No. Oh. Phoenix is a cosmic entity that that inhabits Jean Grey because she's such a powerful mutant. And now that Phoenix has inhabited her, all of her powers are just, like, level 11. Now she can literally destroy the universe. I see. Yes, yes. Which would have been interesting Uh to see, because the Phoenix Saga, again, they go into space. There's this whole, like, fight over Jean's life, where the X-Men, the entire team, has to fight this... A uh, space guard called the Imperial Guard, and whoever wins gets con- gets to from take Jean Grey. I mean, it's it, it's this it's this really great storyline that came out in the '70s when Star Wars came out, right? And so that's when Marvel started getting all spacey and like all this oh. kind of shit. And it's this like the animated series did five full episodes telling the Phoenix Saga from start to finish, huh. and that that was my first introduction to it. I'm like, this would make for a great fucking movie, sure, but in two cases, in X-Men The Last Stand and in Dark Phoenix, they completely just fuck everything up. So much so that, and I hate to get into Dark Phoenix here, but spoilers, at the end of Dark Phoenix, Xavier fucking retires. It's the same thing they did to Luke Skywalker because Xavier's like, oh, I failed. And I couldn't help control Jean Grey, I feel and so like I have to go. don't
0: know how to wrap up to franchises the des- in a nice don't. way, so they just do what they've seen, they see. They re-shot the entire
1: ending of Dark Phoenix because not they originally try. had it in space, but then Captain Marvel came out, and they're like, "Oh fuck, we can't have an ending space battle now. There's we have not to the, the There's not enough have, room in space. We can't have. We can't have the, the, it's the too Earth's full. atmosphere can only it's hold too so full. much. Guys. It's
0: too full. It's too full.
1: God damn it! But you you see this movie, and again, it looks quaint. It's it's subtle. It's it's a uh, it's it's a it's a two thousands movie about a team of superheroes it and is. Logan ends up sort of finding his way.
0: Also, to, I'm sorry, Toad was the worst. Toad was literally Ray Park the as Toad worst fucking, and that's
1: why he never shows up. It was again. so bad. He technically does, but he doesn't. And show it had up in what, in what was it sequels. the
0: worst line in X Men yes. history?
1: Do you know what happens to a Toad when it's struck by lightning? The
0: same, the same thing, thing, thing that, that happens to, to a...
1: everything else. Like, I'm like the fuck does that, that mean?
0: Doesn't, that that what was, was wasted to be opportunity. Equipped.
1: Like, just don't say anything at no, that just point. Suck. Just strike him with lightning and just be done with it. You
0: say it best when you say nothing at all. Exactly. Come on, babe. Thank
1: you. Shall Anyways, show what to some trivia.
0: Really quick. Yeah. Uh, overall, I would probably not suggest this to somebody who has not seen any. If this was your introduction to X Men, you would get frustrated and not want to watch it. Would it would be a
1: little weird. It would be a little weird.
0: I would say watch. Do what I did. Unintentionally. Start with X Two. Start with X Two, which has an amazing opening. It's a great and honestly, they catch you up enough to where if you haven't seen like anything you could. beforehand. And it's a fair enough It's
1: essentially the same story just kind of kicked up a notch. Yeah. You have this sort of this uh, zealot who wants to control and or destroy mutant kind. Right. Because this happened to them. Yes. They had this scarring emotional experience and now they want to kill all mutants. Yeah. Essentially.
0: Anyways. Anyways. Should That's I hop to some trivia? Yes. Let's do trivia. Let's
1: do this. Cue trivia music. At 26 minutes into the movie apparently Wolverine's line where he calls Professor Xavier wheels. Yeah. was improvised. Oh. In the script, he was supposed to say baldy. That's but instead really he said, fucking dumb. I'm really glad well he said wheels. Well done,
0: Hugh Jackman. Well Hugh done, Hugh Jackman,
1: to get into character, and he didn't mean to do this, but he took five-minute ice-cold showers <gasps> to get furious. Wait, because. he didn't
0: mean to do this?
1: So <laughs> when he was waking up to go to rehearsal, yeah, there was no hot water in his shower, apparently. So oh. he got up at 5 a.m., turned the shower on, jumped in, and it was freezing cold. He didn't want to wake up his wife. So he just gritted his way through the shower, and then he was like, "Oh, that's actually a really good idea." That gets character. me
0: where I need to. Yeah. So
1: he just did that every single day.
0: That's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the. Uh,
1: I mean, I don't think it's dumb in the sense that like it's it's just kind of a happy no, accident. No, it's just that know?
0: would suck if that's what you need to do to get this, a character. Yeah, right.
1: But you know, these little touches help. Um, I listen to music to get me into character, sure. especially before Antony and Cleopatra. Like, I bet I'll, I have a Mark Antony playlist. Oh. It's it's a lot of dick swagger. It's All a right, lot of, yeah. I want to um, hear it. <laughs> do you really? I do. I want to know
0: what's on that. <laughs>
1: this is the first cameo of Stanley. Oh, that's the right. The first one.
0: And we watched actually the last cameo of Stanley in Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, watched that last the very night. last.
1: So oh, yeah, we did both in the same day. Oddly enough. That's crazy. Enough. Yeah. Uh, but now oh, Stanley's so cameo sweet. is so is is now a part of the the the, the cinematic universe we've yeah. had over the last eleven years. Yeah. And so you. See see him in this movie show up kind of out of nowhere and
0: like oh steelman and it's the like man. early it's too, he doesn't one. have any lines he's just staring at a weird guy coming out of the beach mm. like it's it's a very subtle cameo
1: right after accepting the role of Magneto Ian McKellen was given the role of Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. What? He talked to Brian Singer about his interest in making Lord of the Rings and Singer agreed to rearrange the movie's shooting schedule (gasps) so that McKellen could finish the scenes in 99, freeing him up to go to New Zealand in 2000. Wow. So he literally finished X-Men and then like the next week went to New Zealand to start filming Lord of the Rings.
0: Fuck.
1: And oddly enough, which is surprising to me, neither Patrick Stewart nor Ian McKellen knew how to play chess before this movie started. I
0: don't know how to play chess. So
1: a chess master had to come in and teach them. It's weird because these two have known each other for a long time. Yeah. They both they both acted in the Royal Shakespeare Company together. If you go back on if you are interested. You can go on YouTube and, and watch John Barton's videos about playing Shakespeare, and both a very young Patrick Stewart and a very Aww. young Ian McKellen are in it, and it's so cool to see them at this like ripe young age of doing How all cool this Shakespeare. How would that be,
0: just to continually be able to... can they're like besties. Yeah,
1: they are, in real life. They, they, uh, a few years ago, they did a production of Waiting for Godot Ugh. Uh, here in New York. That would be so um, cool
0: just to have like, this lifelong friend that you do yeah. your craft with, and yeah. that you get to have these opportunities with them. Exactly.
1: Well, it's like you and me, you
0: know. Yeah! Aww. Aww. Aw, that was cute. Cute, Jen.
1: Uh To celebrate her last day on set, Rebecca Romaine Stamos, who played Mystique, brought in a bottle of tequila, which she gave to her fellow cast and crew during a break in filming. Unfortunately, that day she happened to be filming the Wolverine and Mystique fight scene. Uh-oh. And she threw up blue-colored vomit. <gasps> All over Hugh Jackman.
0: No, that can't be. Why would it be blue-colored vomit?
1: Because Why? of the chemicals that they use for her makeup. Right, but it she is literally eat all it. over her skin.
0: She doesn't eat it.
1: Well, she licks her lips like five times. In
0: okay, this movie. I still I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't buy that. You don't I think call it. bullshit on that. Guess I think how many that was made up. guess
1: how many prostheses consisted of Mystique's costume. I'm gonna guess, like, I'm gonna just, I, very well. but right,
0: like, what's put right. on her body.
1: How many pieces?
0: Uh, I'm gonna guess, like, I'm gonna make a crazy guess, like, 2,000. No. Okay, uh, Uh. 500. Okay, uh, four.
1: 110. Okay. Which covered 60% of her body and took nine hours.
0: Fuck! To apply.
1: She couldn't drink, <gasps> uh, Use skin creams, what? she could not fly the day before because it would've cost her body chemistry to change causing the prosthetics to fall off. What? Now, when Jennifer Lawrence took over the role of Mystique, they had shortened the routine down to, like, four. But even in Dark Phoenix, like, she was not having it. Like, they they only did everything from the neck up uh-huh. and put Mystique in an X-Men uniform. Right. Because this uh, Dark Phoenix is clearly Jennifer Lawrence's last X-Men movie because Dark Phoenix is the end of what is now this 19-year chapter of X-Men, right. X-Men movies. So they were able to get that process down to a few hours, but it took nine Jesus. hours. To I don't put know all if this shit on.
0: Ugh.
1: In order to keep her look a secret, Rebecca Romaine had to sit in an isolated windowless room <gasps> when she wasn't shooting. Aww. Well, I had almost no contact with the rest of the cast. It was like I was making a different movie from everyone else, and it was hell. Aww.
0: So, yeah. Maybe that's why she didn't come back and do it again.
1: Oh, the mansion used for the Xavier School served as the mansion in Billy Madison, huh? uh, Lex Luthor's mansion in Smallville, and the Queen Mansion in Arrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um Hugh Jackman got his testicles caught in a harness. What? After a six-foot jump off the set Statue of Liberty.
0: That's also I call bullshit on that. I call Ruth, bullshit on that. that. I don't believe that. Right. That's a very stupid- Specific thing. Oh my testicles got caught.
1: There's a lot of nut jokes in this too. They're like, oh don't kick Wolverine in the balls because he'll take it personally and he'll murder you. I feel like
0: that's also made up. That also feels like it's
1: it's definitely not in the comics
0: anyway. I would say don't watch this movie. Whoa! Whoa. Okay, as a thing. back
1: the fuck up No, here,
0: no, and listen to this. This podcast is over. Hear me out though. Hear me out. This is this is a podcast to tell people about movies. This is a podcast to tell people. To go Benjamin John Wesley Farmer. This is a podcast to tell people about movies if they haven't seen them to decide if they want to see them you or not. You won't there is recommend so much the first X-Men movie? There. I will recommend the second. Start with X2. Don't worry about then this go one. back and watch this And one. then, no, and then there are a couple of other X-Men movies. Don't watch them. This is not the best X-Men movie. It's not,
1: admittedly. But it, I'd still watch it. It is It is the kickoff
0: I think, to a 20-year franchise. I think that the, since this has sentimental value to you, and mm. it does not to me, Maybe. X-Men 2 has sentimental value to me. But X, this first one doesn't. Yeah. If we're taking it from just a cinematic standpoint, I do not think this holds up. I right. do not think it's a great movie. That being said, I think a better introduction to the X-Men universe is X2. I don't think that this is that X-Men is bad by any means. Sure. I, love, the, I sure. love this franchise, but that being said, I don't think that this was a great introduction to Admittedly, it. Admittedly,
1: it's not the best X-Men movie. It's you know, not. I, I could go a few years without watching this one because, right. again, X2 was so good. They took they took everything that worked in this first one and they and just kept built it. on it right. and, and just raised the stakes. Cut the fat. They fact. also had a bigger budget, yeah. and they brought in, uh, again, making Wolverine the the protagonist, I guess, or the main character, yeah. the arc they they delve into his past even more
0: they found what worked and they stuck with exactly that.
1: and it made Hugh Jackman a star yeah like it, this this is his career defying role
0: yeah
1: admittedly not the best x-Men movie i I recommend seeing it once just to see where it all and how it all started sure it's an ensemble superhero movie which hadn't really been done before it. Again, you had Superman, you had Batman, but as far as like a team of superheroes, and figuring out that dynamic, and also seeing like Brian Singer's vision of what an X-Men movie would be, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, like I can buy into this, I'm curious to see where superhero movies go from here, because mm-hmm. no one, still, no one really knew, it wasn't really until X2 came out that they're like, oh, we actually now have, have something. something on our hands, and right. And then Brian Singer leaves to go direct a Superman movie which tanks and then fucking Brett Ratner comes in and destroys everything and then after that they go into panic mode and they're like, uh, let's make an Get origin, fixer. let's make an origin movie, I don't know. So X-Men Origins Wolverine comes out which is, is bullshit terrible. and then X-Men First Class comes in and kind of resets it. going into the past a little bit. I really liked
0: First Class. I did too.
1: Days of Future Past. Amazing, fucking amazing, amazing. Brian Singer comes back and resets the timeline. Essentially, yep. it's still a fucking mess because of all the other movies that came up before. Then there's really no way to clean it all up. Right. And then Apocalypse comes out and then rough. kind of fucks up the franchise yeah. again.
0: It's been a very uneven, like, journey. oh, but that uneven being said, is not even close that, to the That's it. actually very typical for these kinds of franchises. It doesn't need to be that it way. It doesn't though. need to. But that's the thing is, is that it's not up to the writer. It's not up to the rec- director. There's a third person, or in some cases, twenty. Twenty-one people, producers who come in and have creative uh, input that yeah, they have things yeah. they want to say and they've got things on their mind in terms of the market, etc etc. et cetera. I, I will, wonder how well this did in Asia.
1: I don't, and that's the thing. I don't think these are movies that were made for because there are now there are specific movies that you can tell, oh, this is specifically made for an Asian audience. Yes. Because what what Asian audiences can do and what these markets can do is actually change the dialogue,
0: right? To that it make makes it sense fit yeah. that culture, yeah.
1: Which is really interesting. And there and are some movies up. that's
0: released over there or uh, released in other countries that are not released over here. Right, we right. don't know about them.
1: And so these movies can actually end up being completely different stories right. over in these other markets. I'm hoping that Disney slash Marvel will take this X Men franchise, maybe let it go for a couple let of years. Let it rest. Let fucking James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender ride off into the sunset together. Yes. Let Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen be done. Let's find a new Wolverine. Start over. Because where it should have ended, in my opinion, was at the end of Logan.
0: Right. Which when, we also reviewed, and if yes, you want to go listen, back and to, listen that, to that, podcast, go back and d- listen to that podcast, Probably,
1: next to Days of Future Past, if you're considering Logan canon, which I absolutely do, it is maybe the best comic book movie I've ever seen. But it's, it's not really phenomenal. a comic book movie. It's, it's more of a Western. But that's where the franchise should have ended. Yes. Dark Phoenix should not have even happened. No, Apocalypse no. shouldn't even happen in my opinion. Right. Or if you're going to end the franchise, Apocalypse is such a seminal bad guy that I cannot believe how badly they fucked it up. Right. But that's where it should have ended. And that's where it kind of ends emotionally for me. Sure. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix. I have no interest in seeing Dark Phoenix. So I'm hoping Disney and Marvel act responsibly and tell the story as it should. Get some fresh blood in there. Get some fresh writers in there. Yeah, and we'll see. But yeah. now we all get to see the Star Wars franchise go down in a of bowl. I know of glory.
0: it's just all. Are we ready apart? for this? Guys, to be done? like, just leave it alone. Focus on other stuff. Just do let another, it go. do another, like, fucking uh, Transformers movie. Focus on that for a bit because we don't care about it. Leave the franchises <laughs> we, alone that we, we care about. Let them rest and heal yeah. from all the bullshit they've gone through, Please. and then come back and handle with care. Yes.
1: Like, thank you. Please. Anyways. I think that's it. That's it. I think that's all we got. And
0: we're done, actually, with summer blockbusters for a little yes, while. Yes, and we're going to be gone next week as things.
1: well because we'll be on vacation.
0: Happy 4th of July! Happy 4th, guys! Celebrate Happy the
1: birthday, 4th America. of July! Yeah, we know. actually
0: have people outside of the United States that listen to our podcast. Yeah, so,
1: so America was founded in 1776, so well, we are now... Well, they can have...
0: They have... Have you heard about the America parties that no, other countries have? No. Oh, they are hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, there's, like, Budweiser and, like, just hot dogs of plenty, and people dress up as like Donald Trump and Mr. Uh, uh, I Want You on the, the Uncle poster Sam, Uncle yeah. Sam, yeah.
1: I like Mr. I Want You.
0: And it's, oh my god it's ridiculous. Donald
1: Trump is not reflective of the country that I Donald
0: know. Trump is a reflective of a very small disgusting pocket of our country that we would prefer didn't exist, but let's face it, every single country has its little shadows of shame. The
1: middle class has been forgotten about and this is the counterbalance to that. Yes. Here we are. But I Help still love us. my country. I still love. Message in a bottle. I cannot believe that I was born here and Canada the privileges that this. I have. This is true. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. I love I love could where just I live.
0: Get rid of our asshole.
1: Yes, soon person. he is he is a temporary he is a temporary and maybe Smudge. even necessary evil that we had Smudge to go through.
0: Smudge on our. Country. He's
1: the puberty of America.
0: He's the here puberty <laughs> of America.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt.
0: That's true. That's a t-shirt.
1: That's All a right. True thank you guys for listening be sure to share like subscribe uh, download us wherever you get your podcasts which you've already done if you're listening to this you
0: can find us uh our handle is simac podcast you can also email us at so i married at gmail.com yeah
1: leave us a uh, voicemail if you want if yes. uh if you want to leave some critiques if you want to just chat with shout us. shout out
0: we have voice messages available we, we use anchor for our platform so Thanks, you can anchor. send us a voice message through there mm-hmm. and i think that's everything all right
1: happy 4th of july guys we will be back in a week or two with a whole new yeah, we're actually, line yeah. of movies. what I genre should we do? I don't know. I don't know if we even should do genres. Ooh. We should just do a movie you haven't seen yet. Okay.
0: So, that sounds
1: good. let's do it. But thanks for listening guys. Happy 4th and we will see you next time.
0: Bye. Bye.